0: Buddy, <laughs> what's up, man? It's what's been up? a minute because I've been at work. You have been working your ass off, brother. Yeah, it was only a three-week stint, but it felt like a uh, it felt like trying tram- trying to cram a cram a Jeez, a, a month long a prep into two weeks You're, and no, h- turn
1: five days. Hold on, the correct way to describe it is the way The Rock describes things. You guys, <laughs> you guys were cramming. Five pounds of monkey shit
0: in a three pound bag <laughs> pretty much pretty much it was it was horrendous it was very very hot uh we got it all done it got easier after our number one on the call sheet if you guys know what that means the primary character in the movie once once that guy was no longer there after day one everything just got easier and then we uh yeah it was just a lot it's a lot i'm very excited about this movie but uh i got another one coming up, and I'm going to work on a TV series coming up pretty quick, but um, maybe even starting as early as next week. Most uh, excellent. Yeah. Well, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with those guys. But, um, yeah, I'm Colin. This is Joshua Michael over here. This is my best friend in the whole wide world. Say What's hi. That? What's that best friend in the whole world? There you go. I'm chilling. Uh, Yeah. We're going to do a Star Trek episode tonight. We are uh, rapidly closing in on probably doing some Star Trek Deep Space Nines. And um, we're still in TNG in seventh season. And we're planning on doing Lower Decks tonight. Um, I will say I am an enormous fan of the Lower Decks cartoon series. And season two is coming up quickly. I have not yet watched the trailer for season two. I am more or less hoping to watch that with my son since i bought it on dvd and watched it that way i think we talked about that Mm -hmm. uh and while you have seen this episode um the cartoon is about characters who are in the same life circumstances as those guys wondering about promotions and trying to figure out what their careers are going to be like and Trying to find the appropriate degree of respect, hopefully from the bridge crew and stuff like that. The cartoon is a farce, and it is hilarious, and it is a lot of fun. Lower Decks, the episode, is fun for Star Trek fans, but it is also a very serious episode.
1: It's an extremely serious episode. My first question was, none of the characters on uh, Lower Decks from the first, from the TNG episode are on the cartoon, right? Okay.
0: That's correct, yeah, none of them are, now, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that now
1: uh, is is one of the main themes like I, I get that it's a farce like that that's fine i I, I want to have I want to have something a little less serious every now and then when it comes to Star Trek because that's kind of one yeah. of the reasons why it takes me so long to watch Star Trek because I can watch it in bursts, uh-huh. but but after a while, like that's enough seriousness I mean there, there are some fun episodes that are a little whimsical. But there are times when I'm like, okay, that is, I'm, I've had enough seriousness. I need to put a cartoon on or something like that, or or, or read something you know completely zany or something like that. And it th- this episode really hit me. It hit me really hard. Uh, th- mm-hmm. There was there was a lot of things that happen right off the bat because you get disjointed, and that's one of the my favorite things about the whole entirety of Next Gen is how disjointed it can be at first. You get thrown into a into a situation that you have no idea what's going on and you're expected to trust the writers. but by now we're in season seven and there's nothing that they can say or do that I would not trust, but at the same time though <laughs> uh, this is this this episode wasn't as like challenging well it was more challenging than like one of the the next episodes ap- or before or either I can't remember if it preceded or or uh, it, or it was after. When you know, Data opens the you know the the radioactive suitcase, yep. and there's a he's trying to plug in. That's the in. next episode. Yeah, uh, and and then all of a sudden he doesn't know who he is, and you know we've got this alien race that it's humanoid, but there was a lot of, of care put into that, and also a lot of expected trust from the viewers that you had to like it, it, if th- they, there's no way they could have pulled this off in season one. Uh it Oh, of course not. No, no you're you're totally right. N- no way, but I, I do like the fact that the fact that the writers had the the what's the right word? I I want to say the guile, I want to say the gravitas and minus the hubris. I think yeah, we, sure. I think we can pull this off. Well, what do you got for us? And then said writer you know, lays it out and like, no, this is, this is great. No, we absolutely have to do this. This is, this is wonderful. Um, especially from the, like, not to get too far off course from from lower decks, but in, in terms of like how disjointed we are, um, this particular
0: episode, you know, we know the basics of radioactivity and, Exactly. Even anybody on the street in the in the in anywhere in the world, you know. Oh man, radioactivity is dangerous. It's something. Yeah. It's not invisible to us, but we just
1: don't have the perception enough to see it with our naked eye. And data had to figure out a way to teach these people that. Yeah, like he didn't get the chance to really, except for the girl and the doctor. Um, but it was something that we were on the to just see. Like, how is he going to be able to? Communicate radioactivity to people, and then he's like, "I think it might be a warning." Like, "Oh yes!" Like there was all these little things. But uh, back to lower decks, we get mm-hmm. we get thrust upon a brand new cast of characters, and all of a sudden, all of our favorite people are villains. Uh, like, but not like in a in a in a way that I would say that they're bad guys, but that like we're in in a parallel, same vibration of like we all kind of we all know what radioactivity is, but we also know what it's like to have a boss that we think doesn't like us or, we're, yeah, or, yeah, or we all can relate to the fact that we're, we might not be qualified for the job or that we have a history that we really hope other people don't find out because it can screw your uh, chances for advancement. And so, so we, we all of a sudden are thrust a new bunch of characters that we're supposed to like and trust right away that are talking shit about our favorite people um like well not all of them but they're they're challenged and i and as an adult now i saw i saw figureheads in my life that were mentors to me that once i figured out what they were testing me and how they how they were testing me and how i needed to succeed i it it made the 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 episode much more palpable and also something that like it was wonderful to all of a sudden love a couple of, of new characters
0: Almost instantaneously, and it, with I think, through their... I think that's a testament. Dude, I want to I want jump in there on that because yeah, shared experiences. Is, is, it's very very true. It's it's not like the writers had a very tough job here to take one character that we've seen as a background performer in a dozen episodes, and that's Nurse Ogawa. Yeah, the nurse. And yeah, thrust her into a primary plot point for this episode, and then take characters that we have technically never seen. We have never seen, except for Spock and Sarek and maybe, like, a couple of other guest stars, like, uh... uh I can't remember her name, but she was in the sub... It, not... Uh, the, the episode with the Ferengi metaphasic shields and Dr. Crusher trying to deal with it. Uh, to have a Vulcan cast member for once. Which yeah. just, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for the throwback. Can we please see more aliens? But, um... In, fe- in Starfleet, anyways. But, like, it's a testament to what the characters... Or to what the writers are doing with the characters to say, here's people you've never seen before, and they are, we are, we're making them approachable, realistic people, as opposed to these figurehead character archetypes that you're, you're operating with every episode. And it's kind of odd, because every time somebody isn't the core cast... The core cast of the series... Even when it's a different Riker, and it's not even the typical Riker, or if it's a different data, then it's like, oh no, wait, yeah, that's a problem. Something's wrong with that, you know? But, uh, yeah, no, I think I I, I completely agree with you. I think it's awesome for the the writers to come in and say, we're going to turn things on its head a little bit, and we're going to make characters that you're going to desperately want to see again in the future. And it's questionable, technically... We will we ever see any of these characters again, and I don't want to spoil anything for you. Right. there are there are things that come up, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I dig what you're saying on that on that note. So we've, we have to, we gotta we gotta find a way to like these guys in the cold open. We've got uh, Sam Lavelle.
1: We've got Sitko mm-hmm. Jaka. We've got Torek. Sito Jaxa. Sido Jaxa. We've got Ben. Mm-hmm. We've got Nurse ben. Alyssa Ogawa. Mm-hmm. Jort Dahl. And, Of course, we've got a few people that aren't part of the lower deck crew, but you know, are just in the background that are still absolutely mentionable and worthwhile. Like uh, Joyce Agu, who plays Ensign Gates. I know you you love Ensign Gates. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on here, and we should go ahead and get into it, man. Like we're watching, yeah, guys, we're watching this on Netflix. If you want to watch uh-huh. it, if you want to watch it on Hulu in its original form, you know, absolutely, God bless you, go for it. We 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 were watching it just on this one cuz they really up- updated the uh, the graphics and just mm-hmm. but not it's like in a super crisp super crisp but not like in a way like where they edited anything to make it more uh, palpable like 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 for example like if you watch alien and they edited out the uh, the 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 convex screens of the uh, the touch screens on um, on the nostromo um i would be a little upset um uh, just leave it alone. They, they they don't touch anything like that. Everything is still like in the future and still makes sense. But we're watching it on Netflix. This is uh, season seven, episode fifteen, Lower Decks. Both Colin and I are at zero zero uh, zero on Netflix. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You're going to have to hit pause, rewind, and then real quick press pause because it's, once you rewind to zero zero zero, it's going to want to play like right away, as mm-hmm. opposed to let you hit play. So make sure you're at that. Let me know when you're ready, brother. Give us the uh, give us kind of sound off on this
0: one. I will. Let me make sure my headphones are headphony. Yeah, me too. Yep, and now I'm going back. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, we're ready to, when you all are, obviously this is a commentary track, as we have said a dozen times before. You guys have seen these episodes. You know what happens. You know why they're good, but you're just, you know, you're listening along with us. We're not trying to, fran- like, mess up anybody's franchise or broadcast rights. That's why we're not... Uh, you know, shooting the uh, audio content out there. So <clears throat> we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start going with it here. In on engage, it'll be three, two, one. Engage. Ready? Yep. <coughs> okay, excuse me. Three, two, one. Engage.
1: You ever been in a situation like this, having to dissect people's yes. performance? Me too. It's, it's definitely I gotta do it something all the time else.
0: at work I never know like do we like this guy this guy this lady she might be good at what she does but do we want to work with her because they got personality issues yep you know there's people that I worked with recently that I'm like yep're we're, we're never going to be able to work together again and then there's other people that I'm like I didn't see any see anything super exciting about this person before but apparently their resume says something amazing so let's give it a shot and it turned out splendidly.
1: Now here we get our, our four key members here, like we sounded off their mm-hmm. names earlier.
0: I want to say, uh, yeah, Jorrit Dahl is the Cardassian character that happens, in, this is Ensign Torek right here.
1: He was, he was incessantly, um, I hate his face, <laughs> I, I hate the way he talks, um, he's, he's definitely, you know how every group of people has an asshole, he's their asshole.
0: I don't know if he's an a hole, but like he's def- he's just doing exactly what he is. He does the Vulcan thing. He pulls it off. I think that I'm not Sam is a little bit. Sam's personality is a little bit more like a, a little bit more off putting. I think. Well, I me. mean,
1: I mean, it was off putting to me because he's obviously these guys are all like the the uh, sidekicks of, of, uh-huh. the, of the the head crew. Um I love the fact that this is something that is not to be taken lightly. The fact that the the uh, you know the uh the, the ranking officers are slaving over this, this is not something that they can easily come to conclusions that. They're they're like that. They're yeah um consorting with each other. I I thought this guy was a mole for the entire time. Who, Ben? Yeah, Ben.
0: It's <laughs> hilarious. He, uh, he is just so freaking likable. Like every time I've ever watched this, I, I, I agree. I look at it and I'm like, how can this guy be for real? And why isn't this guy in? And then I'm like, well, because this isn't exact. It's a bottle episode. Yep. It's all sets that exist, but um, you know, you've got all these new speaking roles, and you have to pay these people, so. You know, does the entire lower decks crew of five right here add up to one guinan paycheck? Right. Uh, yeah, it, may, it might do it. So let's get another guy in there that's not guinan. And I'm I I can't like I'm gonna I'm not gonna blow anything by telling you this, but we never see Ben again anywhere. I, look,
1: I, I looked it up. I, I thought for sure he was the plant because the in, plant. In in in, in, <laughs> in hindsight, in always twenty twenty. Uh, he says, oh, what are they talking about? Well, I don't know. A couple of yeah, you guys are yeah. up for the same job? Oh, you yeah, know, like, like he's starting trouble in, in some way. But, like, he's not. Um, but, like, that that's what I immediately thought there, considering that uh, I knew a tiny bit about what this episode was yeah. going to be about. Especially when he starts playing poker with them, and he just keeps uh-huh. showing up in random spots. But, th- th- like... So, we've got the scaffolding. Yeah. We've, with the scaffolding so far, we've got four good friends... Good, crazy. M- ...making their way through Starfleet. They're talking about their dreams. They're a tight-knit group, and they're about to get unraveled. in, in not not in a way that they're going to be pitted against each other, but we, we've got a hint that there's going to be uh, some trials and tribulations going on now. Yeah. and I will
0: say that I find it a little bit weird that they... I dig that they brought in Alyssa Ogawa but we've seen her for seasons and seasons she's been on the almost the whole series and that we've never seen any of these other characters except for Ensincito, who was of course in that episode in the episode uh, uh, where where Wesley and Nick Lacarno and all of those Starfleet cadets got in trouble for participating in an illegal yeah uh, shuttle maneuver and killing one of their cat uh, you know, classmates.
1: classmates.
0: Yeah, I mean. Now, it, what uh, one thing well. I notice now in hindsight here
1: is that uh, Riker, it, all of them are the sidekick of, of of their commanding officer, except for the dude under Riker. Riker seemingly seems to want nothing to do with him and doesn't like him.
0: I don't get the impression that he doesn't like him. I think that he's like I. I would if I was talking to Jonathan Frakes right now, I'd ask him about. His direction and the writing I think for uh, Commander Riker here. I'd say I, I really think that he. It's not that he doesn't like him. It's that he realizes that this guy is too eager to please, and he needs to root that out a little bit. I, and so, I, I think Riker has to be hard on some people.
1: Oh, and I agree. And I, I didn't mind seeing him be hard on people because I know that if, uh, from what I know of Riker, from seven seasons is that he is never going to be easy on someone that needs, that needs some tough love. However, one of the things that, like, really I loved about this episode is the fact that he doesn't know why he's possibly unnerved by this guy. Of course he wants to weed out, like, the eager-to-please part, but when they're playing poker and Troy's like, uh... He reminds me a lot of you, and he's like, "No, uh, precisely. <laughs> uh, like, I like... Think
0: even down to the casting. You get a guy. Yeah, this guy's got great a hair, smile, great a wonderful smile. hairline, the same color. You know, like the same like palette, uh, like uh, everything. Yeah, this guy's a young Riker.
1: He's a young Exa- Riker. Uh, yeah, I dig R- it. Riker has no, and Riker didn't realize that's why. It, and it, it, he was already unnerved. Now he was, in, he's even more unnerved, <laughs> like when, when that's revealed to him." Well,
0: you see, that's the thing. I go back and I look at this episode and I think about Wesley Crusher. Right. And I'm like, okay, so why did why are you guys not giving why why did you guys let Wesley have reign of stuff? And it's because because they got to see an even younger version of themselves in Wesley. And but this guy comes to the ship already. Maybe he's already an an, an ensign. You know, he, he hasn't gone through. He's junior officer stuff. He's not. He's not a non-com.
1: He's the jeopardy potpourri for all of them. Now, e- each one of these guys in lower <laughs> decks is a more specialized version. Mm-hmm. And and it, we, as we see right here, where Jordy is being challenged that with with a with a new concept or something he hasn't completely extro- explored yet. He's from, like you said, familiar with work, but. He's willing, but at the same time though I, I, like the look on his face it, I love the challenge yeah. of the actor because you know actors need all of it ears, eyes, mouth, and we're deprived of his eyes, but everything else is so emotive he is n- prob- he's a little unnerved that this guy has an idea that he doesn't know yet, especially when he's the guy that is like, "I have an idea
0: <laughs> i think I, I think you're right, and I don't want to discredit the character of Geordie n- no way that he's not at all. Written. Not at all. I, I, I just think that it's... I think I I think I agree with you. He's a little bit unnerved by it. I don't think he's put out. But... Uh, <laughs> run, it, run it by me, man, you know? And then, yeah, you're right. This is a testament to LeVar Burton. A guy whose eyes we can't see and it's a critical part of every actor's ability to deliver to the, to the viewers... He still manages to sell it through body language mm-hmm. and just like what can I do with my eyebrows and the rest of my face. Now it's perfect.
1: Now as the scaffolding is being more fleshed out, LeVar Burton's a, a little unnerved that someone has might have better ideas than him. Have studied something he might not have studied, but not in the way that he feels threatened. Um, but definitely not used to being someone with someone that might have the possibility of being as versatile as him. Now we have yeah. um, uh, the younger nurse with Crusher, but their relationship is so friendly. Like when she's like, "I'm pregnant!" Yeah. Oh my god! Yes! Like you know, I know. like like the, the theirs is a a, a, a much more uh, open-handed, not a slap, but a firm handshake. And I'm I'm happy for you. And they know they're friends, but they... like they're. Tell me.
0: Yeah, these guys they, I mean like Ogawa and Crusher are in the trenches together all the time. Right. They're dealing with Barclays pertamorphous disease. They're dealing with the the weird uh thing that happened to Riker in season two that was a bottle episode. They Crit. did You know, they're dealing with they're dealing with something that's going wrong with, with data. They're doing all this stuff like constantly. So they and like I say, they've been around to each other for years, but like Ensign Cito, she's only been on the ship for seven months, but, 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 but don't... I gotta know where she got her her cadet or her trainee stuff handled. You agreed, know, like, especially
1: because she could know she knew how to fly.
0: She already knew how to fly. She
1: already knew how to fly, how to fly. And, and and well, we did know that part, but but not to get too far off of it because I, I want to stay on the scaffolding here. So we've got the basic scaffolding of them at the table that we're, we've we've uh-huh. established their friends, and now we're establishing their relationships with their mentors. And this is an extremely friendly encounter here, with soft-handed mentorship, and right. talking oh, about, and talking about relationships, and you know, like where everyone, like none of the other guys would have been like talking about a relationship like this, and
0: like now
1: she's gonna walk out of this room. We're gonna go straight to Worf.
0: And she, good point. Yeah, Worf on the other hand has a totally different way of. I gotta say he has an altogether. Much softer approach to working with Ensigncito than Riker does with any of them uh Riker because i I gotta say this is one fantastic episode followed shortly thereafter by another fantastic episode about crew development because in the episode thine own self, the one you referenced earlier, Commander Troy or Counselor Troy wants to become full commander. Right. And it asks, it finally answers the questions like, why is Dr. Crusher a full commander? And why is anybody any rank sometimes if their duties don't have much to do with rank? Because when you've got a full doctor of, like, Dr. Salar way back in Seasons 2 and 3, and she's a lieutenant, it's like, well, does it make any difference? Or why is... Why is uh Why is Doctor Bashir on Deep Space Nine only a lieutenant? Does rank matter in those circumstances? How That's often a great question. does a doctor have to pull a rank? And so it fills in because then we still have Riker focusing on how do I get somebody to be a bridge officer? How do I train somebody up who's got years of work and uh, under their belts as opposed to these guys? Who are like hungry? Where can we? Wh- you know, when can I put you? When, when can you leap onto that next stone? D- don't
1: forget, like, uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to miss it. Like, it's surprising yeah. of all the people that is not hard on their uh, mentees is Wharf. Wharf was intently. Precisely. It was such a surprise and a and a, a a left a left turn in, the, in what Wharf does. I would have figured him to be the hardest on on his mentee. But, right. but but and, and then so, so we've got that little bit like filling in the blanks here, and now we have him trying his hardest. You know, let me let me buy the same drink as yours. I'm gonna pretend it's the best thing I ever fucking had, or good choice. <laughs> um, good choice and like I, I, and, and I and this is when I thought that, that uh, there was some strife going on. It's like, Oh yeah, he's Canadian. Like the Vulcan is the Vulcan purposely gave him inaccurate information
0: did he or was it was it a legit mistake
1: I think it the, like really like a Vulcan's going to gonna half-heartedly give him or, or hap- haphazardly give him incorrect information without slaving over it before it comes out of his fucking mouth
0: I think that's the sad fact of it is that unfortunately ensantoric is the least fleshed out character of the lower decks crew outside of Ben who he's a civilian so in the end that's why he can be so jocular with everybody and be so familiar.
1: I, I agree that he's the least fleshed out, but his purpose is is going to reveal itself uh, near the end. Toric Yeah, his purpose in yeah. the story is going to reveal itself as, as a story uh, tool um, in just a little bit. And now, back to the scaffolding, we're going up to Guaranteed Enemies. Like Mm -hmm. guaranteed enemies. Like the these guys aren't Romulans. They're they're guaranteed enemies, but they're someone we're not too scared of. But we still got to make sure we're playing by the rules.
0: It's interesting because I think about like I don't know if you guys, uh, all of the minefielders listening to this, have uh, this in their, uh, This, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm just I'm listening to lots and lots and lots of content about the U.S. Navy and the United States military and. I wonder, Thank like, you. when you're on a small ship, when you're on a frigate, when you're on a destroyer, uh, and you're in the middle of World War II or the Korean War or any other situation, do you really know what you're doing? Correct. Do you really know what the purpose of the mission is? And I feel like you've got, when you're on a submarine, it's a whole other thing. These characters, you're talking about 1,000 people on a ship or 1,100 or whatever, to be asked, you know, okay, hey, Dr. Ernus or I'm going to need you to leave the room for this one. It's like, okay, sure, you know, that's, I get it. And we don't know what's going on yet. Don't, don't. You, I could barely understand looking at that uniform that it was a Cardassian uniform. D- don't, don't. But like, don't forget. These look, guys, they don't know.
1: No, no, they don't know. And that's another part of the, the story development here. Is, uh, don't mm-hmm. forget, like, he's like, let me do this. I'm going to do this. He's like, no, don't do that at all. Like, Mm-hmm. It just like you know like oh right in, in regards yeah. to, to and he shuts his down fast the way i would imagine someone in world war ii world war one would have got shut down when they started jumping the gun
0: i just saw tracy lee coco come into uh the bridge and she's also in 10 forward at the end of the episode and i'm just like man i mean i get it like we what we were doing with this but i would love for her to have been one of the uh junior officers in this episode that would have been great I mean, she's in so many episodes as a background performer, but she never really gets any lines. So getting Nurse Ogawa, it's just it's too much for one hour of television. But all of these characters that we're discussing have become such fan favorites that they end up show they show up in countless novels and comic books, Star Trek comic books and novels. Uh, I'm not I can't tell you off the top of my head but if you got like memory alpha is the Star Trek Wikipedia page and if you're interested in all of the second secondary Canon uh, then uh, check out memory beta because that is the place to go for the resources of all of these characters showing up in novels um, and all of their appearances
1: thank you for giving us the the, the uh, insight on that brother to find the more uh, content from these people I do have to say There's this is definitely
0: more content that's a little bit spotty some places
1: this is the scariest it's, moment of the entire episode like getting it kind of dissected is. by the man I just would do anything for and, and, and I, I t-
0: still I still you know have a heavy disc for the Picard series excuse me for all of the times that someone dresses him down in that series, it just—it's total nonsense. Yeah, agree. He doesn't deserve that. Like, it's just—it's I, 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 I Remember, I almost—I feel—I almost
1: ripped my fucking TV off the wall when that reporter was being rude <laughs> to him. Like, how dare you!
0: But this, this oh, a, a reporter didn't bother me. It was the Starfleet C&C mm. blowing him up. Give me a break. Boy, her hair is perfect. Look at that. Perfectly quaffed, not one straight stray hair. It's never uh it's it's just perfect through the whole episode. What is her race? I, she's a Bajoran. Yes. She is Bajoran. So, um uh the Bajorans are the are the Bajorans and the Cardassians, let alone the Ferengi, and later the Klingons, are pretty much the alpha quadrant races that you will experience through all of deep space 9 because deep space 9 orbits the planet of bajor. And if you recall Ensign Roe. Yes, of course. Okay, she is also Bajoran.
1: Yes. Now, uh, we, we we just got our first nugget of we just got our first nugget of where the story's going here. He mm-hmm. says, "I don't know how you got on the Enterprise in the first place." Bullshit. You know everyone that got on this ship. Like, like the, No, I, nothing would have slipped past him.
0: I don't necessarily want to beg to differ, but I do want to give you a counter-argument. Please. Uh, count, uh, Commander Riker is in charge of the crew. Captain Picard is in charge of the ship and the mission. Correct. And so, but they never really go, they never really flesh that out too much i don't remember any place where anybody ever says explicitly that's the situation but when you when you when you read into every ep- episode and you look at the concerns for each characters like there's a reason why riker and troy are the ones who are going over these reviews and not the captain the captain's got cardassians to think about correct you know and so even even if this is like even if they had been doing a crew rotation or whatever Commander Riker is the one that everybody reports to and blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't bring your attention, you don't bring things to the captain. You start with the with the commander. Of course. Whoever the XO is.
1: Now, here is one of, this is his entire point of this entire, uh, of, of, yeah. well, right here. Where he is, not only is he questioning, but he's right. <laughs> he's yeah, right. Exactly. He's right.
0: Torek is very cunning because he's a Vulcan and he doesn't have all of these uh, ancillary concerns to overshadow his understanding of the facts, but he's, I think. But he's
1: still... He's he's not saying, fuck you and know what you're doing. He's, he, he he, politely yeah. says, what I'm doing right now is looking like it's simulating an attack on this ship. Just shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Just shoot. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay, um, he shouldn't have questioned, but I still love the fact that he... he set it in a polite manner now well, we, I th- n- well hold on well, now because we got to yeah. realize before we get too far um we got to realize this this next build in the scaffolding like okay everything all the events in the day just happened now we are at a linchpin of where the, all the main characters are collectively doing the exact same thing talking about the mm-hmm. exact same thing mm-hmm. but from different perspectives now, they're going yes. through their day, but they're realizing they can't talk too much about their day. The uh, higher officers can talk about whatever they want, but it's happening at the same t- time. The, the way it's parallel going is wonderful here. Like, yeah,
0: par- uh, the, it's exactly. Parallels is exactly the right word for this.
1: God, he's, he's so frustrated. He's like the star quarterback that can't play in the... Uh, in in, in, in in the big game and, and he's doing his best to put everyone in their place the best he can because his ego is fucked with.
0: Look at that smile. It's interesting because when you're that young and you've got so many hurdles between you and the work you want to do, how much ego can you really have? And yet, I cannot tell you how many 20-somethings I've worked with who think that they should just have my job already, yeah, or anyone else's job for that matter? And why aren't they the people that everybody's calling for this? Why aren't that? Why aren't I the person who's getting called for all of that? I should be doing this already, and it's like, no, you shouldn't. You just develop. It's a developmental process. That's that's such a great point, man. And and, and the only one that's even the least bit
1: like feeling that way is um, is Riker's little lackey here, Mr. Lavelle, and. uh it, like he's like ready to pick on some freshmen as a senior, and but he he they're still his friends, and he's doing his best to, you know, beat him at poker. But he's still giving him the, showing
0: him who he really is at heart. You're a damn fine officer, uh, like. And then we get to Riker. And that's the thing. He still appreciates everybody for what their values are, as just as individuals and as people. And I think that's the thing is that you know that these people are all really friends. Yeah. They're all interested in promotion. They're all interested in doing more with themselves. They're not going to get better pay. No. They're going to get better quarters. But, like, they're not. They're, like, what is the personal gain here to actually do more for yourself, your crewmates, and for the Federation as a whole? Like, it's astonishing. This isn't the, this isn't like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get another grade and to le- make another couple of thousand dollars a month or whatever, you know. But uh, you know,
1: I had a similar relationship with Lacey Lett, who works uh, one of the television shows there in um, uh, OKC, and then uh, David, uh, David, what's David's last name? David Burke, um, Burkhart. Uh-huh, yep, uh, Burkhart. Burkhart. He um, like being a journalist when we were, we were working at the Daily. It was cutthroat. But we all had our own niches, but rather than like try to one-up each other, we used to go out all the time to celebrate each other's accomplishments because all of us always had something to celebrate with each other and we gave each other the secrets that what we learned you know like make sure if you're on a job like this, make sure you say something like this or or do this instead of that and um, it, it, it's wonderful and, and uh, I, I, I don't I don't miss it but i'm I'm happy I. Experienced Experienced it, and I'm loving watching these people, like, from one parallel to the other. And, of course, Riker is being the same fucking cocky asshole, but he's still got that beautiful smile.
0: I don't think he's ever an a-hole. I don't think he's ever that guy. He's he's not an a-hole. He's not an a-hole. He's totally full of confidence, because I just don't think that he's met with... I, I think that he overcomes failures, and, like... You got to go back and even look at this season. The whole like gambit two-parter. Oh yeah, that's technically a, fa- a a technically a failure. His captain got killed. He runs around all over the place trying to figure it out. He has to like fake his way into a mercenary crew and yep. all of this stuff. And uh, it's 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 just such a stretch. Those two episodes are so hard to take as real reality to me. But uh, uh I don't know. In the end, I guess the payoff is there. It's well, just
1: we see we see room to grow here. Where Riker they, yeah. they were both they were both uh, bluffing perfectly, but uh-huh. but the the experience needs to be there. Where Riker knows how to fucking play poker. Homeboy here uh, thinks he knows how to play poker, and his bluff got called. He lost. I mean, they both. Well, he lost graciously. Riker won, but because Riker knows how to fucking play poker, and that's such a great yeah. that's a, such a great metaphor there about the 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 moxie's there, but someone's experience
0: ain't there yet. He's ra- I wonder. I I feel like I see. I still wonder that about Jordy because these characters are all characters who are. Supposed to be the best representations and not take these things into, uh, you know, not not, not have hurt feelings over this c- stuff. C- uh, and, and,
1: and, I, and I agree. I agree. But Jordy's not in, and go for it.
0: No, it's just, it's such a small thing that I can understand why it would, I could go either way. That he was a little bit, like, weirded out by Torek. And at the same time, he's like, "Okay, yeah, but I just don't have time to do that right now."
1: Right, but and uh, but we just saw, he was he might have been weirded out about it, but he didn't. He he decided to just you
0: know what, fuck it, let's let's try it out. He just exactly. He's like, let's go down there. Hey, we can't do this on regular duty because we've got things to do, but let's go down there and let's check it out right now. Is that fine? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to, dude. I mean, that's it like one of those silly gags these kids love to crunch the numbers that's what they're there for they're obsessed with their work they love their work and
1: and how is he not the plant just able to just come in and play fucking poker with the higher-ups
0: i know we already saw something like that i think in this season or maybe six, season six conundrum where you've got a uh, a a like a character that you've never seen before, showing up in the midst of everything and is pleasant, and everybody seems to know him, and then they like they turn out to be the bad guy, and it's it's a little too obvious. Like I like that because this episode flips all of that on its head. In the end, Ben is Great just point. a really sweet guy, and he's just a ten forward bartender. He had there's nothing wrong with him, and like he's completely he's completely friendly and legit. And yet, he's perfect in the bartending thing because he listens to these folks and he has great ideas. This, I've been racking my mind
1: all day knowing we we're going to record today, thinking about a, a similar uh, situation in a similar movie or television show, with what we're about to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't remember what it was where, where the master, uh, not in control of the test, secretly delivers. The, the key to the test in the best way he could without flat out telling them until they figured it I out and then and then he gives the 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 the, the key the, the the cipher
0: yeah i think a lot of times the gimmick is there that the master is telling the student something and they they provide an opportunity for them to figure it out but they don't always just like go oh i know what you were trying to do i get it you know, I mean, it's it's definitely very Karate Kid. It's definitely very Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, in all the Clone Wars stories. It, but, uh, it's not a
1: Kobayashi Maru, but it's definitely, like, something
0: a little bit similar. No, I, I think that uh, what Deanna goes through in the next episode is a lot more Kobayashi Maru.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and it goes back to the Riker's leadership. But uh, I've never seen Worf ever demonstrate
0: this much compassion... I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see all new character development for Worf in Deep Space Nine. It takes a while for it to get there, but it's just awesome. I mean, when you get down to it, the things that they've done with his character over the course of, what, 14 solid years, and then some movies, he is the most fleshed out character in all of Star Trek ever.
1: Well, and and I agree uh, but she just gave him uh, justification for him teaching her the secret. You speak Klingon.
0: <laughs> like, See, I, I almost wish they had done that, because I watched this earlier today in preparation, and there's a scene coming up with Picard, and we know Captain Picard speaks Klingon from previous episodes. Right. It would have been amazing for her to go in and be like...
1: She should have kept speaking it, Klingon.
0: She should have said... You know, in this scene, she could have said something about the... Whatever the name of the... Uh, the try the test was, and com- Captain Picard saying like, "Oh, you just did that. That means to the death," and she would have, and then just have a share a known a knowing look between them, like, "Oh, Mister Worf is way more than he seems. That's awesome." Agreed. I think that would have been a great point, brother. A more powerful storytelling moment, but it's better suited for like novels rather than the amount of time you have in the television in a, in a serial episode yeah. you've got to you got to get that information out at the right moment and and that's the thing is like I can watch this and go oh wow that was awesome that wasn't candy assed at all but like if I'm watching some other show it does it just comes off, it, off as like please I'm I'm an intelligent viewer don't don't just feed me the information Put it out there for me to finish. You know what I mean? Correct. No, I do know what
1: you mean, man. Somehow,
0: it works both ways. Whether it was the way uh, I'm thinking it should be or the way they did it. I feel like it works both ways.
1: What's happening right now is I think something that is um, egregiously absent from today's polite society. She stood up for herself. I made a mistake. I paid for it. I'm not bitching about paying for it. I... I did what I had to do, and I, I would appreciate it if you judge me on my merits now. Yeah. Like, and, and egregiously absent from today's society. And, and he reveals, I know who you are, and I know exactly what happened. And I wanted this from you, and I, I agree, and I hope I'm not wrong. And I know, and I've got trust in my, in my, um, my crew that you recommended. But he's still worried, because we still haven't been revealed. Uh, it still has not been revealed. Uh, what the uh, actual oh. mission is here, and now yeah. and now we're like this is this is uh, you know Mulder getting to show Scully the the dead alien body for the first time like oh yeah, but well, this is not but if it's I not could... it's not just a no, it's, no, it, yeah. it's, it's not just a regular alien body it's a Cardassian alien body
0: it is a Cardassian and we don't know anything about him yet. Uh, Not at the, all. the guy that was in the background there a minute ago, sorry folks, we'll have to rewind at this point. I don't know if they're gonna pop him up again because we're gonna, we're in two different uh, over the shoulder shots. But mm-hmm. uh, the guy that was at the table when they pulled away from him is Martinez. That's the that's Nurse Martinez who is in loads of episodes. So it's always awesome when they're when the uh, ads or the casting is like, okay, we're gonna do a sick bay thing. So let's uh, let's. Uh, Let's see if that guy's available to come in and reprise his role as background nurse number four or whatever, you know? But they do it, and it's great. That
1: is a handsome-ass Cardassian.
0: I gotta say, that's a very nice, young-looking Cardassian. I've always been rather frustrated that the Star Trek card game by Decipher never made a card for him in the first edition. I thought you were just, uh,
1: I thought you were just mad because they always picked the less sexy Cardassians.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of not very sexy Cardassians, that's for sure.
1: His 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 scales are perfectly symmetrical. Good lord, I hope he talks to me at the prom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that, you know, by this by this time in the series Deep Space 9 was on and they had really really crystallized their concept of what the Cardassian makeup and special effects makeup needed to look like. So, even if you look around his eyes, his eyelids and then like right literally around his eyes. Uh, they haven't gone in and over embellished him like they did with Mark Lemo in the first, first episode uh, uh, involving Cardassians.
1: I, I love the fact that we're getting little hints that despite the fact that, you know, they're the flagship, they're out there to find whatever they can and help whatever mm-hmm. they can. We're, we're 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 getting more semblances of more serious work that we don't always get in star trek they're involved in espionage and th- this yeah,
0: is, this is this is a power play to stick the federation flagship on a border this is not this is not uh toy games here this is this is true blue live or die and and yeah the United States puts destroyers out all the time they're like yeah we're sending one ship out there we're patrolling that area. We want China to know this. Right. We want uh, Qatar or Yemen, you know Yemen or whatever to know that we're out there and we're doing stuff. We're doing stuff here in with one ship. This isn't a carrier strike force. No. You know, Enterprise is a ship that can operate by itself because it's good at everything. Yes. And like the U.S. does the same thing. So when you think about it, you're, yeah, you're completely right. The Federation cannot afford for the Enterprise in the next generation time period to only be a diplomatic and exploratory starship. It is, in fact, attached to Admiral, Admiral uh, Nacheev's area of influence on the Federation border. So that's why they're constantly doing Cardassian things.
1: And now we get the so reveal. Like, yeah. Makeup. We got the reveal. Um, we're supposed to, you know, uh, fake damage the shuttle. Don't question. Yeah. Don't, like, it wasn't just, uh, don't question me and shut the fuck up. It was, uh, dude, if you only knew what I was doing, I really wish you'd have reacted different. Like, you know, like, to, you know, fake damaging the, the, the shuttle. Um,. And here, here, his uh, Padawan is headed out.
0: Yeah, yeah it's kind—it's of, hard to watch her go away like this, and yeah, i you know—Worf just sees a lot. Must see a lot of promise in her. And I think it's maybe because, you know, I mean, it would have been interesting to say anything at all about his motivations to to have been missing Tasha Yar.
1: Oh dude, don't 27%. do that to me right now. Like,
0: <laughs> don't don't do that to me.
1: I'm already cheered <laughs> up enough.
0: What wow. a big question from a Kardashian for a Cardassian to answer. You I read like my me mind, saying, you know. We're we are we're living in a world where the military is just an opportunistic—it's just for opportunistic gulls to find a way to skirmish with people so that they can find their glory and be something when they come home. Correct. It, what a
1: yeah! Thank you for bringing that up, man. Because I—I I, that was lost to me when I first watched this. Is like you, you think of like two. In the flesh, in the blood, Israel versus Palestine, enemies working for the same cause, mm-hmm. and they're trying to talk to each other with very little time to to understand each other and ask questions. Like, like, and he said he 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 could have snapped at her. Like, you you think I'm an evil piece of shit? No, he's like he, but he did say like you think that I would think this, but that's not a- at all. And, uh, like, that little bit of understanding between um, centuries, millennia of, or I don't know exactly, I'm just throwing out numbers there, uh, of hatred. And here we are, doing something that everything we've been taught should not be doing. And, God, I hope this works.
0: I'd say it's about two generations. There's three novels that chronicle the Cardassian occupation. I've got one of them. I've never got to read them. Uh, but um, uh, really, the Cardassian occupation of Bajor is like a forty-year thing, and uh, it's long enough that an entire generation would see their world get ravaged by these, uh, you know, locusts from beyond, and then for an entire, probably two generations, to grow up. Under the heel of the oppressor and just dis- and like, you know, you've got the people who are gonna be like, okay, we're never like, we just gotta survive this. Somehow, we just gotta survive this. And the other ones who are like, no, we're gonna fight. This is never gonna work. We have to fight them. And then everybody's paying for it every time you hit them. <laughs> but uh Then when the when they drew they'd taken taken everything they could from Bejore they're like, Yeah, we're gonna leave.
1: Well, now, now we have a different parallel leading up to the conclusion here. Where mm-hmm. it began earlier, where we're friends, we're probably going to tell each other, everyone's secrets, you know, because we're all in it together. And, uh, no, we got our jobs, man. But, but gotta, we can't yeah, and, and, and Tork is like, we're also Federation officers. Mm. And he's not wrong. And, and then that was, a, that was a perfect little signal, like, hey, we're friends, we're still friends, but all, we all have to shut the fuck up immediately if this conversation yeah. goes any farther like uh, th- that was such
0: I think that's that it's a testament to being a, to being a grown up exactly you know a, a sign of maturity you, you may you have to be friends on the other end of this but maybe we all have to deal with our doubts and our concerns for another two or 3 days uh it's been what 32 hours i mean that's more than a day and a half you know it's a day and a half. Can we just deal with who we are, what our decisions are, and put that before our personal concerns until then. Agreed. When we have an answer, then we can talk about
1: it. No, that's wonderful. And and it immediately made me think of uh the episode about the Pegasus where Will you oh, better gosh, you yeah. Will you better fucking know what you're doing. And when Will, you know, rats out his former commanding officer and He's in the brig and Picard goes down and says, you know, like, listen, um, you're right about this, this and that, but you're about to, you're, you're about to get court-martialed. And you're also, all of the clout that you have, uh, gathered and all of your good deeds and, and amazing accommodations, uh, not accommodations, uh, um, accolades, um, are about to be almost completely discredited. Like, like all your mana is used except one or two. And he is like, yeah, yeah I, I understand. And but but it, it it that sort of relationship with Picard and Riker was gained through trust, through duty, through understanding of the mission and protecting the ship, and, and years years demonstrating that with unwaveringly. Now, this episode also shows the genesis of of, of, of something extremely similar between a whole new crew of people. And, and unfortunately, we just learned that you know, you know, she lost her life, uh, but she lost her life to the mission.
0: Yeah, I can. Th- you know, you go back and you look at these characters, and you wonder, like, would they have had a career together? No, they wouldn't. They're junior officers. They would never have a career. That, you know, where they'd all be on the same ship forever and ever. They're gonna get transferred around. You need that. If you're gonna have a well-rounded Starfleet crew you have to get these people out there meeting other people with other ideas and chip away at their maybe chips on their shoulder and stuff like that you need to go out there and meet vulcans you need to go out there and meet andorians you need to go out there and you need to meet you know any number of federation species and figure out how they all work so that you can be an awesome representative of us all are those i'm mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry this is completely
1: Left field, but are those held together with magnets or pins?
0: Now oh, there's Tracy Coco right there on the, in, you know, in the gold uniform. Uh, the it's pins. Um, in that instance, I'm wondering if they did it three different ways for that shot. So usually when you like look at Worf's pins right there, his rank pins. Yeah, but they're also what they, it is obviously is pinned. Yeah, there is a there, what I called a pin back on the inside of it, and it's just like. You you uh how do I express this? You know you get a you get a pin and it's got a clasp and it slides in on the back. So take that off and they melted it. They, they put it into like a slight piece of melted metal and flattened it out so that it was rigid and it stayed that way. And then you would push it through the uniform from the inside of the collar and then the pips are attached to that. And they're they're on there like they're on there on springs. So they'll stay there. Uh, now if you're doing a bunch of stunts, you gotta check to see if those things got yoinked off or dropped or whatever, or maybe you have faulty pins. Yeah. But I only ever rarely came across any of those still attached to uniforms. And consequently, the ones we found most of were Deanna Troy. Like I found two or three instances of her uniform where she still had rank on them. I've got to stop the uh, music here. Yeah, there we go. Too. Uh, and uh, and uh, I think that was kind of it, really. Um, the rest of the time when we found rank, it was in these tackle boxes <laughs> that I think Mike and Denise had prepared a long time earlier. Mike and Denise Okuda.
1: Man, like the 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 last little scene there, where he's lamenting that he can't finish his what's the what's the game of chess they play?
0: Well, that's not three dimensional chess, right there. That's another instance for, for, of, some forgive, kind of forgive chess. me. I'm, I'm ignorant
1: of. of, of, those I, sort of I details. I don't know what it. But, but, I have to look uh, and uh, see because uh, this is
0: I, I, for he, whatever reason it's on two tables in this episode. I
1: feel like he was lamenting the loss of his uh, like. Not only were they that good friends, but like. There was a game that didn't
0: get finished, and he was staring at it. Oh, yeah, we really didn't... It, that would have been interesting if that had been the case, but I don't think that the game would have been sitting there like that a day and a half later. Uh, I, 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 I if,
1: if if I was working 10 I wouldn't touch a goddamn thing that Lieutenant Worf uh, put, someone purpose, put something <laughs> purposefully. Yeah, put something somewhere purposefully. Um, that... I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite. Of, I, I think I like this almost as much as Measure of a Man. That there's so much going on here. Oh, wow. There's so much going on here, and I, I took some notes as we were talking. Uh, I wasn't uh, text messaging people. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned you mentioned the the, the caliber of person. No, you mentioned that the the Enterprise is good at everything, and it, it really rang true. That rang that bell in my head that like. Uh, back to what I was saying that like there's no way this this girl got in under the radar being a part of that failed uh, a, a, a test at Starfleet Academy without um, Picard knowing especially after the episode when Wesley was involved in that and the, the caliber of person that is allowed. I mean, like I'm sure there's some janitors and some people that didn't, you know didn't go to Starfleet. <laughs> uh, not if you're a janitor that I'm hating on your on your cause and what you do. That not in the least bit because I always uh, I'm a working man, and I know you. Uh, you're a working man, woman, whatever pronoun you you desire. Um, but the but if you're watching this and listening to this with us, you know that you're not making it on the enterprise unless you're the best goddamn janitor that's ever. Starfleet's ever seen, <laughs> and, precisely. And and, uh, and the, the 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 Enterprise is good at everything. They still succeeded in their mission. Unfortunately, they lost one of their own, and the the, the girl was one hundred percent. You know, I I know the risks, and I think that's why it didn't hit as hard as any of the other losses that we've we've uh, encountered. It was because we went through the risk with her. We 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 never ending story style. We suffered with her. We were there when, you know, she had to go to the test. We were there when she got mm-hmm. chewed out by Picard. Which the like like when when she got chewed out by Picard, like in my mind and not to get too insightful, but I was getting chewed out. I, I heard what he was saying about what happened at Starfleet. But I heard a million things that like haunt me that I wish I'd have done better in him yelling at me. In in him yelling at me. She she was my favorite character out of out of all of them because she was the oh, one yeah. she was the one most likely to fail. All of them had their own particular uh, pursuit, but Worf was like, "No, I know you want this, but I'm you're you're better suited for this. I don't think I am." And he was right. Uh, unfortunately, she perished, but it was still. It was still the way the enterprise should function, and it, it's really rare when we see that someone has lost their life. And, and uh, what do you think, man? Like, what 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 do you, what are your takeaways well, from this?
0: I I think she wasn't the one who was least likely to fail, and I want to I want to explain that in a bit of an uh, allegory from my own life. Please do, please do. Uh, I I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I. I do have, like I say, some people that I can't work with anymore. We're having some, we're having a personality conflict, and um, it happens, and it happens, and uh, I, I go back to a day where I was in charge, and I I had hired them sometime before, and this goes down to one person in particular, the gentleman we had that conversation about yeah. last year about coaching. He was there, but no. He was there, and he tried to save the day, but he also didn't do it right. But this has to do with his compatriot. And um, I'm just going to say he and she, because I'm not going to go into the names. She was responsible for making sure that something happened. uh, And when you do what I do, you do not... You have to... You may not do this in your whole life, but when you're at work, you have to be a bit of a control freak. You have to maintain consistent care over the materials you're working with because otherwise, you know, you're going to run out and you're going to look like an idiot or you're going to run out and we can't do the shot or you're, gonna, you're not going to have it. It's just going to be a really, really bad thing. It's not life and death. This isn't handling dangerous chemicals or anything like that. But I think that people can understand these things, you know. It's not munitions. It's not moving guns around. It's not being a pharmacist but what I'm saying is you have to maintain constant control over your part of the job and she didn't do it one day this is years ago okay and she comes to me and she was fretting she was just frantic she was fretting she was wringing her hands she was like you can fire me you don't you know you can fire me and I was like no I'm not gonna fire you I need you to learn from this because I need you to be good. Wonderful. I need you to be good at this. I need you to develop. I need you to uh, to learn from this. I screwed up a few years ago, and I let that Defu- hint, I remember what it feels like to be burned by the fire of failing and holding everybody up and trying to figure things out in a big hurry and make something happen on the fly and I never ever ever want to be there again right and she had to put up with the fact that our you know the other guy could not he didn't pull it he didn't he didn't fix it so then I had to go down and fix it because ultimately I was the captain so my the person I hired screwed up the next guy didn't fulfill, didn't didn't have enough follow through to do it right. And then me, as the boss in that instance, everybody was looking to me to fix it. So I went and I fixed it. And I needed her to realize that that failure should haunt her for the rest of her career so that she never comes to work unprepared. So she never goes from one situation in a day to the next situation without being hundred percent and that's because i screwed up one time and i'll never let it happen again and the thing that bothers me is i keep having to go back to that town to film in i keep having to go back to that same building and see that same place where i screwed up and i got the same guy working with me now a different guy from the people i've been talking about and he's my best guy in the business and he and i are super tight and we both remember that and we never want it to happen again he was there for me then, and he's always here with me now. And it's, it's, it's amazing to have that kind of shared circumstance for all these years. And that's the point. Sido Jaxa, she failed not only to keep her friend alive by saying, no, this is dangerous, we shouldn't do it, but she also failed when, as being a Starfleet cadet because she failed in her first duty to the truth. She went along with a lie. Wow. I don't think wow. that she is the one that was least likely to succeed or the most likely to fail. I think that was probably Sam. Sam is all wrapped up in all this stuff. All these things. I want that promotion. I'm concerned about how he thinks about me. I'm concerned about Especially... getting the promotion over my friend. It's all there. It... Toric, he's basic. He is flatlined. He's got it. Alyssa, she has been on that ship for years, you know? Long enough to develop a a, a, a relationship that's going to turn into a marriage with somebody, you know? Right. So I think she is, I think Cedo, based on her her previous failure, was the most likely to succeed. She could have been a security officer. She could have been ops. She could have put on a red uniform. She could have done any number of things on that ship. I think Sam, bound up in all of his, uh, you know, righteous bullshit, but bullshit nonetheless, still stands every chance of figuring it out and getting on with his life. I agree, but but,
1: but he, if, if you're Minnie Riker, you're more concerned. <laughs> you're, you're concerned where, where, where everyone else was was concerned with A and B. He's concerned with A through Z, and he's still mm-hmm. trying to maintain his cool composure, still trying to be number one, and uh, I, I, I'd love to see him be uh, number three. Uh, obviously, it doesn't happen, but um, the, mm-hmm. the, the the one takeaway, my, my, my last little thing here, is if you're writing, if, if you've... Let, let, let's say you're either four issues deep... As, as a first comic book writer or script writer or even 100 issues deep and you're, you're extremely successful and um, you're, you're, you've hit a block, challenge yourself to watch this episode. Challenge yourself to develop new characters. Challenge yourself to, to uh, take the trust that your readers uh, and listeners or, or watchers have invested in you and give them this nice nugget of surprise and wonderment and disbelief and suspension of disbelief and and also to give them a, a a tragedy because like like the one thing that i was really lamenting and i need your help on this one was did she need to die for this episode to really hit hard and i think yes
0: well, that's why I don't want to reveal anything about the future. When you've got a show that is so Cardassian and Bajoran-centric coming up in Deep Space Nine, yeah. the question automatically comes up as a viewer. Are we ever going to see Sito Jaxa again? And mm-hmm. then it came up from fans to the creators again and again and again. Are we ever going to see Sito Jaxa again?
1: Oh, and I can man.
0: say this and this only—that in the Mirror Universe novels—and I know you're not familiar with the Mirror Universe. I, uh, I'm familiar with the Mirror Universe from the Rugrats episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that you and I should watch the uh, the Mirror Universe episode of the original series, and then. Then when you start watching Deep Space Nine, all of that's going to make a lot of sense, because well, it happens every so, like every other season. It seems like there's mirror universe episodes, and they're all awesome. But in the novels, for sure, Cedo Jaxa plays a very interesting role in uh, in uh, in one of the books. I think it was um, Rise Like Lions. That's a good book.
1: Man. I could be wrong, but. I gotta say, this is my favorite one we've ever
0: done. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. I love it. Like, this is a critical episode, man. There's so much content here. Th- there's a lot going on,
1: man. And my mind has been like in full on. Like I always tell y'all when I'm on the jazz and pump out all this art, like in one night. I'm like you, mm-hmm. like uh, Tony called me the other night and uh, he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, uh, "I'm working on new era logos and." Robo, all three Robocops just popped up on Hulu. He's like, Well, I uh, guess you're not sleeping until 6 a.m. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, yep. He knows you very well. <laughs> it, uh,
1: that, that, that's exactly what happened. My buddy Tom uh, here, uh, he's in Arizona, and um, told him I was going to Midget Wrestling. He's like, Are you really just going to the show just to be a mark? I'm like I'm I'm just gonna go this show to show be a mark. I just want to go and be someone in the in the fucking crowd. And I was like, I, you, I told that was like on Thursday night, Thursday afternoon, where I went. And then today I was he was like I was midget wrestling, and I was like, yeah, they let me film a bunch of shit and take a bunch of photos. He's like, ah, fuck you. I knew you were gonna work. I knew you were gonna fucking work. <laughs> I knew you were gonna fucking work. And um, uh, the reason I bring the bring it up in, in regards to this episode. Is this episode was really serious and it it really hit home. It made me feel like an adult. It made me feel like a child. It 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 reminded me I have to forgive myself for certain transgressions uh, and still persevere even if I have no friends. And that's what it felt like here in Colorado when I first moved here, man. You yeah, know, just just good. just persevere,
0: find your niche and. Um, you just need Michael Caine in a Christopher Nolan movie to turn around and look at you and just say, endure. 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 Oh, man, but... What should I
1: do? Endure. Endure. What do I do? But, endure. Well, these people endured because they had the right friends at the right time that, you know, all vibrating at the same frequency, flash style or just friendship style, and uh, mm-hmm. this is one of the best things about the minefields. We're all super good friends, and... We're, we're finding ways to improve our lives through different stories we find and share it with all y'all. And, uh, of course, this is a Star Trek episode, so you take, you, you take point. Send us off. <laughs> uh,
0: unless,
1: yeah, unless, right. unless you got anything else, man.
0: No, I feel good about all of that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's a killer episode, everybody. And, and uh, if, you, if you're a... I'm not saying this to be mean, but if you're a hater and you don't like Star Trek Lower Decks... I mean, guys... The uh, the I'm not talking about the episode. I'm talking about the cartoon. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. It freaking works. You don't want it They're to be wonderful. in the canon. Gene Roddenberry didn't want the original series to be in the canon when he started the Next Generation. Oh wow! Can you believe that? No, I, I saw that the other day, and I'm like, is that a rumor? Like, where where did that come from? Like, I don't know if that's for real, but I think that it all works. And, I mean, this episode is why that is there now. And that is furthering Star Trek in, I think, a more positive direction than the, some of the other Star Treks we've been watching lately.
1: No, no, I, so, And I agree, man. And this has just been a wonderful interaction. I hope all you MFRs, yeah, you minefielders out there... uh Walk away from this with knowledge and inspiration of like even if even if it's how to write your journal better uh, before you go to bed. Or, <laughs> or I wasn't even saying that as a joke. And uh, just yeah. like how to build character, how to build yourself as a character, and, and or, or or who in your mind's eye is the. Uh, the right person you should be and uh pay attention to the people that are harsh on you because they might actually love you more than the friends that you drink with and shake hands with and hug with uh do
0: that's for sure and i gotta say i mean like yeah uh, you know w- w- let us know what you all think about what we have to say about these things if you want to hear more of me talking about why how, how rank pimps stick on uniforms. Or if you want to hear more about us talking about character and narrative and how we perceive the episodes, you know, hey, we're down for that. Let us know what direction you want things to go. Uh, I think there's enough opportunity in every episode for us to talk about every type of content that you guys want because you guys are a lot of the reason we do this. And then you're also... Uh, a part of the creative process for us to discuss everything that we talk about so it's supposed to be a dialogue hit us up we appreciate it and uh we're gonna sign out this transmission is over
1: and this is dangerous